What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. This is episode 134. This week, Vincent and I are about to react to Mahomes' Jordan-esque performance um, in the conference championship game against the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Um, Then we get into the Eagles' drubbing of the San Francisco 49ers after, obviously, Brock Purdy left the game very early in the first half. Um, Then we get into Kyrie Irving and the Kyrie Irving roller coaster with him asking for a trade from the Brooklyn Nets or else he's going to leave in free agency. We're going to discuss possible destinations and get into our all-star team snubs. Um, Great episode here. The NFL season is unfortunately winding down, but we'll have our Super Bowl predictions next week. Thank you guys for listening. Here we go. What is going on, Shrey? How are you doing today? Good, bro. How about you? Got some breaking news. Shrey is uh, in a great mood because, you know, he went 0-2 in his conference finals picks. But, um, yeah, Shrey's in a great mood because we haven't talked about the NBA in a long time. I'm doing okay, I guess. I was doing fine. We haven't really talked about the NBA because there wasn't much going on. It was just a regular season. And then all of a sudden, four days, was it? No, six days before the trade deadline, I open my phone and I go and bleach a report. I see Kyrie Irving has requested a trade before the trade deadline out of Brooklyn. And, Shrey, you know, you've been seeing all those NBA or NFL scripted tweets. Bro, this is the most scripted sport ever, bro. If Kyrie ends up going to the Lakers, I swear... It is just so scripted. This is absolutely disgusting news. Um, Kyrie Irving has pissed me off before. He's pissed both of us off. Let's let's yeah. be honest here. And literally in the past mm-hmm. two years, we had the whole vaccine incident. He didn't want to get vaccinated, um, and then you know that went down a little bit after COVID kind of died down. And then we had the news of the uh, he tweeted out that anti-Semitic movie, and then people were still backing him up, and people were hating on him because the context of where he posted. Um, so that was all in the past year and a half, two years maybe. But mm-hmm. then today, while you think you know the Nets start going on a low roll with Kyrie and KD healthy, both healthy, um, I think they were at one point was it third in the West, second in the West? Yeah, second in the East. Or second Katie the east, yeah, second the east, and and then obviously Katie gets hurt, and now the Nets are are stumbling a little bit. Kyrie's you know doing his hardest to keep the Nets afloat, and um, they slipped a little bit. They're now the the fourth seed, sitting yeah, at thirty one. Demolished by the Celtics. Yeah, Wednesday. got smacked the other day by the Celtics. Um, four and six in the last ten games. So, you know, the, the Nets aren't in a terrible situation. They're the fourth seed. They could be contenders. Who knows? Um, we never know with this team in the playoffs. But um, definitely in a better situation than they were last year. I think we can both agree on that. They're playing more cohesive basketball. And then all of a sudden, it seems like the Nets just can't escape the drama, bro. Because Kyrie requests a trade. Um, I don't know where this is coming from. Obviously, I think it's because Kyrie wants an extension. By, but I think before the end of this year, the Nets aren't willing to give it to him for obvious yeah. reasons. For yeah. obvious reasons, we can both agree on that too. It's just like I don't Apparently know. Apparently, there are some stipulations in the extension with regards to guaranteed money that he was not rocking with, and that's what like forced his hand yeah. to make yes, the Kyrie, trade request. Kyrie wants that freedom to say and do whatever he wants. So I'm assuming that probably is something with a stipulation. Um, I mean, yeah, Kyrie has gone through a roller coaster this season uh, with the suspension handed down from Joe Sy, and then he had to do all those things to 
to be back on the team. And then when I, when he did all those things and got back on the team and the team started rolling, I thought Kyrie was going to be here for the next, at least this end of the year. But obviously, he doesn't want to be here anymore. Um, and Woj has reported that the two teams that are currently interested, of course, number one is the Los Angeles Lakers and the other team is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I don't see a, a situation where Kyrie doesn't end up either on Thursday um, as a Laker or not. There's only two teams possible. We saw, I think, KD even requested a trade earlier this season, and that never went through. Um, so, yeah, the Nets, once again, just chaos all around. Uh, I've never seen a franchise with so much chaos around. But they do have two of the most, how do I say it? Um, how do I say, like... Uh, chaotic teammates around i mean no matter where they go katie and Kyrie caused some type of drama and uh it's crazy that the warriors were able to deal with katie for those many years but i mean he's katie's doing his thing this year um and Kyrie, we know what, what happened with him uh going to boston and coming out to the nets it's just it's been a whirlwind of uh of events but mm-hmm. with all that being said um my prediction of where Kyrie's gonna end up is i think he's still be stay right here as a Brooklyn Net, um, I don't think he's leaving. I think the Nets know that they have the leverage. I mean, let's say Kyrie doesn't get traded. Do you think he's going to sit out the rest of the year? I I don't know. If he does what is that, their leverage, think, though? What'd you say? What is their leverage, though? Yeah, their leverage. Wait. I mean, the thing is, Kyrie's contract is expiring the end of this year, so he can leave walk away. For nothing. For absolutely for nothing. nothing. Or you can trade him right now. Maybe it's get picks. It's just LeBron hating me right now, honestly. Um, yeah, you could trade him to the Lakers where he will automatically be a starter. Man, what would you get out of that? I don't I don't know. You're not gonna get Russell Westbrook out of that. You I don't know who you're gonna trade they for. They will. But they the thing about the Nets, but no, the thing about the Nets is they're in a win now situation. They can't be trained for picks. I think they need players and assets to surround KD if Kyrie ends up leaving. Because they who else is gonna score the ball for them? Yeah, I guess it happened. Like the only I mean, like the Lakers, who are they going to give up? Because they need those players to win the game. Yeah, but they don't need Westbrook though. If they have Kyrie, but Westbrook is not going. They would to, have to no give way, up. No way, no way in hell that the Nets trade for for Russell Westbrook. I mean, their like their options to as with regards to where to trade him. It's going to be. I think really it would be hard. Thomas not... Bryant. I think it would be Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant doesn't make enough. They have to match the salaries. That's the big issue. They have to match out. See, that's the thing about it, bro. This is this is such ridiculous. This is so ridiculous right now. All right. Kyrie is literally causing putting the Lakers in a situation or putting the Nets in a situation where they can't win, bro. There's no win for this for the Nets at all. I guess that's what happens when you sign Kyrie, you take that risk, right? Um but I I think he's gonna stay in Brooklyn. I think they're just gonna let the season play out because they've been through so much already. Like, might as well just let them stay out for the rest of this. Just let them sit for the rest of the year. The same thing happened with KD, and now it all worked out. Maybe Kyrie just needs this one little motivation to play for this one last oh season and prove the haters wrong. Oh my God, the LeBron hate is seething. I, I don't know. Your, I, I can guarantee. I don't think he's gonna get traded, and especially not to the Lakers. This is just like. The NBA is rigged if that happens. Um, uh, also, 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 if Kyrie wants to get traded, don't worry, bro. Send him to Detroit, all right? Send his ass to Detroit, all right, where he can put up all the numbers he wants and we don't have to hear a single peep from him. When was the last time you heard the Pistons in the headline? A very long time. 
Exactly. Send Kyrie over there. Send Kyrie over there to NBA Siberia where he can just play his little heart out and do whatever he wants to do in Detroit. I'm not trying to hear from him for the rest of the year, bro. I don't know if you are. I mean, if he's a Laker, I guess you will. But, like, is anybody Better better than Westbrook, bro. Better than Westbrook. But what are your thoughts on the situation? Uh, Typical Kyrie, bro. I was like, it's been a while. You know, the the crazy thing is, Crazy thing is, Stray, you'd be saying all this stuff. Oh, uh, Kyrie's this, Kyrie's that. Once he ends up on the Lakers, you'd be like, Kyrie really like top three point guard in the league, top two point guard in the league. He is playing like a top. He's playing like a top tier player right now. But yeah, like as you've said, as we've said for so many years, Kyrie is an issue. Um, I mean, I, there's a laundry list of items of things that he's said and he's done to, you know, kill championship level teams and create distractions and you know he'd gone a while like ever since the suspension and them coming back and um, a while bro that, listen that's the standard for Kyrie a while is like three months yeah a while is three months you know I was like oh like he's playing well like you know the Nets it's hard to win without KD and uh, and I guess Simmons for the past few games but um I was like yeah he's been pretty quiet he's been playing really well like you know, once KD comes back, they should be fine. And then all of a sudden, it was too good to be true. Um, I thought, you know, it honestly, simply I thought, just I thought the Steve Nash, I thought Steve Nash getting fired was like the end of everything. It was going to end that exactly. Period. Yeah, and like Nick Wright, who's been like on a heater with picking everything, he was like, when Chris Bouchard would be like, "Oh yeah, the Nets, the Nets are still a contender," this and that, he'd be like, "The inevitable Kyrie distraction is coming, and here it is." Um, I don't see any way you keep him because I think he has been at the core of a lot of their problems throughout the past years, throughout like all the drama with Harden and stuff, the vaccine stuff. And I think there's no point in keeping him if he's going to leave for sure. And um, it definitely seems like with the contract they offered him, he's going to leave in free agency um, and they're going to lose him for nothing. And a team never wants to do that, especially a team in win-now mode. So they're going to want to trade him to the Western Conference, probably. I don't think they would trade him in the East. Um, And they're going to want to get some players and hopefully a pick for him. Um, The only teams I can really see, like you said, the – what's it called? The Mavs, um, who are in kind of a desperation mode and have some contracts they could muster up to trade for Kyrie – and the Lakers. I don't see any other team um, really wanting to pursue him. They might just ship him off to, like, I don't know, the Utahs of the world. But then they'd have to – I think they would have to attach a pick to get to get it, to ship him to, like, Utah or something. And, um, obviously, they don't want to do that. Given Danny, Ainge is not going, Danny Ainge is not going to want Kyrie back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's not. Oh, yeah, Danny Ainge is there. So, yeah, that's off the table. So, like, there's two two options, two viable options. Maybe Miami, because they have Kyle Lowry, who's not worked out for them. I, I Actually, I could see Miami, but does Brooklyn really want to bolster another, I guess, contender in the East? So that makes it really hard. So it really, you know, he, he's going to be a Laker, bro. Yeah, that's all I can you know, see at this point. The only thing I can see, like, listen, I think 29 of the te- – or 28 teams or 29 teams in the league, um, you, t- you trade Kyrie there, he's going to be toxic no matter what happens. The Lakers do have LeBron, and we saw Kyrie win a ring with LeBron. So maybe that – I don't want to disrespect him, but, you know, the interview question, whoever the interviewer was. 
parental role. Parole. Maybe maybe he needs that parental. He actually does. That's the only place it's worked with LeBron. And um, you know, um I think you can squeeze the most out of whatever Kyrie is as an asset from the Lakers. You're going to get those two unprotected picks um, and Westbrook, and you could use those two unprotected picks as trade pieces. That Like, nobody else is going to offer much. I don't see anyone else offering much, so he's going to be the next Lakers starting point guard, and, you know, we're only one game out of the play, and, oh, and we're going to be – dangerous absolutely dangerous and you guys are going to be crying saying it's scripted and oh bubble, bubble, or, uh, mickey mouse mickey mouse playoff appearance mickey mouse ring and, and y'all don't get swept I mean, in the first round or second round i don't know what happens you lakers are not making the finals bro we'll see we got we got hachimura see, oh, also, Kyrie. right now bro I think the Lakers and the Wizards are colluding together, bro. There's going to be some documentary in the future because this is absolutely ridiculous, bro. They're going to make a whole entire starting roster with former Wizards players. This is absolutely disgusting what I'm seeing from the Lakers and the Wizards right now. I think the Lakers have a deal with the Wizards where the Wizards have a better developmental program. They're saying, hey, draft all these players, and then in like five years, we're going we're gonna to take them back from you guys. Like, what is going on over here, bro? This is absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Laker NBA needs to do some investigating, all right? Hachimura. Getting traded to the Lakers for a bag of chips? What is going they on? They gave over us. Here? We got Thomas Bryant for a veteran. The Lakers have their fingerprints all over the Wizards, bro. I'm telling you right now, the Wizards developing these players for the Lakers, bro. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. It's unfortunate, man. You're just getting your grips with reality and what's about to come. You know. If I'm seeing, I don't actually. I I just don't know, man. I, I think Kyrie is going to go down maybe as the most toxic athlete athlete in all sports to yeah. ever play. Just leaving Katie out and hanging out to dry, bro. Did him so dirty. This is absolutely gross what I'm seeing right now. Um, yeah, when I saw that, when I saw that, bro, I was pretty disgusted, all right? I'm not going to lie. Damn. I saw Kyrie. He went two, three months, and I didn't really hear any uh, anything. We heard that. nothing. He was just hooping. Yeah, he was hooping. He was putting up numbers. Exactly. Sorry, he was cooking, game. bro. He cooked the Knicks this past weekend. Like, so I, I hope when the All-Star teams get uh, selected or whatever, Kyrie's gone. I put him on the same team with KD. I want to see what happens. I want to see – yeah, I, this is just this is kind of wild. I want to see LeBron, Kyrie, and KD on the same team. Hopefully that happens because that would be great. I would watch the All-Star games. I would be either easy. Be so but, yeah, that is what's going on. In the NBA, we also got to talk about the All-Star selections that have came out recently. Um, all the All-Stars have been announced starters and reserves. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Um, let's go around with me and yours biggest All-Star snubs. Me first. Um, I think it's not really a snub because Embiid made it. I think Embiid should have been a starter. Um, I feel like he's been um, he's been hit with bad luck. When it comes to accolades, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, he's never made an all-NBA all team, right? All-NBA first. All-NBA. He never made an all-NBA first team, which he definitely deserved last year. I mean, he was, like, probably second or third in MVP voting last year behind Jokic. Obviously, Jokic is going to get that starting center spot. That thing about the NBA, um, the thing about the NBA all-NBA team is that they have to do, like, a point guard, shooting guard. Uh, yeah. They don't do it, like, all-star, where it's so – Backcourt and frontcourt. 
So unfortunately, if Embiid's the second best player in the league, he's going to be behind. Like if he's worse than the MVP, who's Jokic, then he's not going to make the first team in the NBA. Um, and then this year, I just felt like Embiid, like he's been like he's been hooping. Um, I just feel cook, like the fans cook. don't like the Sixers because I just I don't know. I th- I just think maybe his antics. I don't know what it is about Embiid, but he's been hooping this year like he is last year. Uh, he's leading the league in scoring. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, and then he, he dropped the forty-seven on Jokic's head on Saturday this past Saturday. Yeah, I so I just don't, I just don't know. I feel bad for Embiid for that. For that's the snub as a starter, but then my other snub would also be James Harden, who last year as a Brooklyn Net made the All Star team, right? Or was it two years ago? Yeah, he did. Know. He did, but he didn't play because he he had a hamstring. Yeah, but he was averaging like sixteen or something last year. Uh, when the All-Star selection came out. This year, he's averaging 21 and 11. True shooting percentage is like 61%. And he got snubbed this year. So I'm just thinking maybe the fans just hate the Sixers because James Harden should be – I think he should be a – like right now in his career, he should be a lock for All-Star games. I mean, he's just that good. I still think he has that potential to be like top 10, top 15 player in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that he didn't make the All-Star team at all this year – I was very confused by that. Um, it's not like he's playing bad. He hasn't been in the news for being fat or anything. He's just been hooping as well. James Harden this year is playing pretty decent basketball, I would say. Um, it's just, I, I think at this point, I think the NBA felt like, or the fans felt bad for Drew Holiday. So they just said, you know what, let's get him in the All-Star game. He yeah, hasn't made, he hasn't made it since 2012. Back in the Sixer days, so... Uh, yeah, I think the NBA was just, or the fans and the coaches were like, you know what, he deserves it. Let's just kick James Harden out. Um, the other snub I would have to say would be Jalen Brunson, who's been, I would say, him and Julius Randle have been carrying the Knicks. RJ Barrett, ah, too inconsistent, bro. Just too, con- too inconsistent. I thought he would be the face of the Knicks, but, uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, Jalen Brunson, I thought he got snubbed. Um, He's been averaging a career high, 22 points, six assists. Um, he's playing – when the Knicks signed him, everybody was saying overpaid, overpaid. I think he's worth it. Um, no matter – the Knicks are probably going to be a mid-tier playoff team get, and losing the first round once again. But uh, I, I think Jalen Brunson deserved it this year. Uh, I, I think he's in the running for most improved player. I think he deserves to be in there. Um, obviously, Julius Randle's been hooping this year. I kind of slept on Julius Randle, but um, let his trade value go up, brother. Give him that all-star appearance and let his trade value go up because the Knicks don't need him either. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the two snubs I have are Harden and Brunson for sure in the East. Uh, what about you, Sher? Yeah, I, I agree with you on Harden. Um, I would have probably swapped him out for DeRozan because I feel like, I mean, the Sixers are, what, second or third seed um, yep. when this voting took place. And – he didn't like he missed games, but he hasn't missed that many to the point where I would not have him on the team because we like we saw Zion. He's missed, I think, more than Harden, and he's on the team. He's a starter. So uh, that fan yeah, vote was I pretty, would, you know, fifty percent. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, he probably he didn't do well in the fan vote. I know that for sure. And like people do hate on James I, Harden. Though, I'm not gonna lie, dude. Exactly, and I'm sure he's not that popular with the coaches. Uh, because of, you know, his last few uh, exits from teams. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like he should have been swapped out for DeRozan because DeRozan, like, they're the 10th seed. Like, yeah, he's averaging 26, but, like, 
he's not really moving the needle for the team. Harden is like leading the league in assists, 11 assists, um, shooting 39% from three, 22 points a game. Um, been pretty efficient, like, and they're part of a winning team. So I would have definitely swapped DeRozan out for Harden. Um, but I think Drew did deserve it. I feel like he's very underrated in his numbers. I mean, they're not like super spectacular, but his impact pretty huge. So if I would swap anyone out, it would have been DeRozan. Um, but yeah, I think my biggest snub was probably De'Aaron Fox for Anthony Edwards. I feel like Anthony Edwards could have made it over PG because ever since Cat um, got hurt, um, Anthony Edwards has turned it up. Like he came in, I guess he came in out of shape. He was kind of struggling, not putting well, he in the best 21 bags of hot fries a week. Yeah, like he doesn't care, but he still balls out. And like he's played like mostly every game. And Paul George has missed a considerable amount. And I feel like this is not his one, one of his better seasons. I would... I would have a different opinion if maybe the Clippers were significantly better in the standings than the Wolves, but um, the Wolves were really struggling at the beginning of the year, especially when Towns was there. And ever since Towns, like, kind of um, Towns' injury allowed the uh, what's it, the Timberwolves to, you know, space the floor. I feel like he's really taken over, really played well, and really stepped up. Um, and I felt like he deserved it slightly over Paul George. And then De'Aaron Fox. Um, probably would swap out Jaron Jackson, um, even though Jaron Jackson has balled out. Um, the fact that the Kings are the third seed, Fox is like among the leaders in clutch scoring and fourth quarter scoring. And um, he's played so well this year. I feel like him and Sabonis, um, that trade, Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton has worked out perfectly for both teams. Like mm-hmm. one of the more even trades ever. I know people try to say, like Kenny, Luca, and Trey was the most even trade in NBA history. That clearly is not. And that's why Trey is not even part of our snub list. He got snubbed from our snub list. Which he's is just doing bad. what he's been doing, but the team is just not as good. I mean, he's yeah, just... and he's inefficient. And like, I would give it to Brunson over him, like, and Harden. Do you think any of these players are going to end up sitting out and it'll make way for any of the snubs? Well, I mean, KD is a question mark. Oh, so yeah. I think. We'll what? probably end up seeing Harden in the in the lineup, but I don't even know if Harden will Oh win. yeah, that would pave the way for Harden or Trey Young, but I think it'll end up being Harden. Because I think what does Adam Silver pick that pick the replacement? Definitely think he'll pick Harden, um, if that's the case. But yeah, Fox and um Edwards deserved it in my opinion. I think they're the biggest subs, along with the two that you mentioned as well. You know, I, I just want to say I really wish PG didn't make the all-star team because I really wanted I really wanted that uh, regular season. Clippers don't care about regular season, and they have no all stars coming into the playoffs and get to the finals. That would be amazing. But yeah, that's why they got fifty four dropped on their dome yesterday. That's that's besides the point. It's also regular season, so I get, I don't talk about the Clippers until until the playoffs start. Um, but moving on now, moving on now, we got to talk about the NFL AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game. First game we got to talk about, um, the snooze fest in Philadelphia, the most disappointing game of all time. We had the 49ers and Brock Purdy coming into Philly to take on the Eagles. And um, first drive for the – was it the first drive for the 49ers? Mm-hmm. First uh, so I got to talk about how the NFL is scripted. Um, first first drive for the Eagles, fourth and one, I believe, or whatever it was, fourth and five. Deep pass to Devontae Smith, obviously a drop after we saw in the replays later. 
Um, and they didn't show the replay on the broadcast. The, on, yeah, Kyle Shannon didn't see it. He was said he was ready to throw the flag, but um, you know, he didn't see it on the jumbotron. He said, "Let's just save this timeout for later." And I just feel like everything that could have went wrong for the Niners went wrong. Like literally anything that could have possibly went wrong. Um, Eagles scoring the first drive. Brock Purdy comes out on the next drive, and on the second pass of the game, he fumbles the ball. I think it was uh I don't know what the injury was. It was elbow. UCL. Tommy UCL. Yeah, UCL. right. On his uh his elbow. He goes down, and Eagles end up scooping up the fumble. And at this point, I was like, "Yeah, Brock Purdy's gone. Who's their backup?" And then they said Josh Johnson. I was like, "Bro, no way. Josh Johnson is their fourth string quarterback." In my head, I was thinking because the 49ers defense was balling out for the most for the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, like they held them as much as they could. And at this point, I was like, maybe, maybe Kyle Shannon's a genius to uh, maybe he can pull it off. Maybe he can pull off this win. And then I see Josh Johnson hand the ball for CMC. CMC's eating, gets a touchdown. Eagles punt it back to the 49ers. And this is when everything just starts going wrong. Uh, 49ers go with like three and out, punt the ball back to the to the Eagles. They go on like a 10-minute drive. I swear, it don't felt like for Aided by like three penalties. Yeah, three penalties. That was also just something bizarre that – the 49ers had, like, what is it, the, their season high in penalties this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're down 14-7. Josh Johnson com- is has, like, a two-minute drive coming up. C- completes the pass for a first down on the first yeah. play, too. First play to Kittle, first down. I was like, okay, just keep feeding Kittle. Then all of a sudden, like, one of the next plays takes the snap. Like, it's a good snap and everything, and just loses the ball. Like, this is an NFL quarterback, 14 years in the league somehow, and he just loses the ball. And then the Eagles take get it, score right before the half, and I'm like, yep, this game is over. Um, yeah, I mean, that, I can't really say much. Third quarter starts, Josh Johnson goes down, and now you're in a situation where do you put CMC as quarterback or do you put Brock Purdy who can't throw in as quarterback? So at that point, yeah, there's literally no coming back. Uh, 49ers just, I mean, you can stack the box. You can go engage it every single play because you know what they're going to do. They're going to keep feeding the ball to CMC or they're going to give it to Debo to run. But obviously, Brock Purdy could not throw the ball. He had a screen pass, and that's all he had. He had completed four passes the entire game. Um, so, congrats to the Eagles. I mean, they they beat up on a on an injured on injured prey, which is um, I guess good for them. But they've held their they've held their playoff opponents this season to only seven points uh, in both games. Thirty one seven this game. Thirty eight seven against the Giants last week. Uh, setting up for a Super Bowl appearance so um i can't say jalen i can't say jalen hurts balled out i mean he wasn't he, he, was, play mid. he was mid yeah he was mid that game um the run Mr. game was kind of mid i mean there, nothing really blew me away their defense i mean they're playing against no quarterback their uh their actual quarterback was he didn't even throw over 150 yards uh miles sanders didn't play particularly well they just won because the 49ers got frustrated at the end and started having all these penalties but final score was 31-7. That's how it's going to go down. Um, the Eagles are making their first Super Bowl appearance. And uh, for the 49ers, I don't know where you go from there. Um, I thought they would get Tom Brady after this year. Obviously, he retired for the second time, for the final time maybe. I don't know. Um, and then you have Jimmy G, who – Kyle Shanahan absolutely hates Jimmy G. I don't know. Like, I don't know what – like, <laughs> Is there any situation he comes back? He didn't even try to dismiss it. He was like, no, no chance he comes back. That's what he said last year, and he still ended up on the roster. But um, 
yeah, I guess they're going to ride with Trey Lance because Brock Purdy is going to be out for, what, six months or something with the surgery? Mm -hmm. Possibly um, more. Yeah, and I think you might as well. Let's see what Trey Lance has in the in the bag. But this 49ers team has got to be the most unlucky team in the NFL. I mean, they get close every single year, and they just can't close it out. Um, yeah. So it's what sucks for them. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sad, bro. Um, I feel like there's no guarantees that San Francisco would have won with Brock Purdy or anything. It would have been, been a better, better game. game. And he didn't look bad. Like, he completed his first two passes. They were kind of low-key moving the ball. Like, it wasn't – it wasn't like the Eagles were just overwhelmingly better. Um, and we saw what happened on that first drive. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, you got to know that if they're lining up for the – you know, lining up for the play so fast that something's fishy, like even if you don't get that replay angle, I don't know, maybe call a timeout or something. I don't know. Just you know, wrong, he wrong, has to be able to realize that. Immediately, bro. Exactly. And obviously their home stadium's not going to show an angle that doesn't favor them, but you got to do something in that situation given that they're lining up so fast after what should have been a catch or what wasn't a catch. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, it was just unfortunate situation for the Niners. Um, the penalties really caught up to them after the injury. I thought when CMC scored and it was 7-7, like, I was like, yo, like, could Kyle Shanahan, like, pull this off? And, obviously, the Eagles ended up scoring, and then that fumble just killed them. There was no way they were coming back from that snap fumble by Josh Johnson. Um, after they took a two-score lead, it was – that lead was insurmountable given the quarterback situation you had. And obviously he gets hurt and Brock Purdy can't throw the ball and the game was pretty much over. I mean, got to give credit to the Eagles defense. They balled out. Um, they're able to run the, run the ball really well too, which has helped out with hurts with all their running backs, this playoff run. Um, no, they just kind of overwhelmed the Niners at one point. Yeah, the Niners got frustrated at the end of the game. I mean, we saw the roughing, or we saw the unnecessary roughness uh, Hafunga had on Jalen Hurts, pushing him out of bounds. Roughing the punter. Yeah, roughing the punter. Uh, which was kind of like he kind of got blocked into him, but whatever. And um, then you had uh, Trent Williams just throwing dudes on the ground. I mean, I, that was wild, bro. But that was it, like that it, game was over. Other, yeah, it was over at that point. And like the one of the other offensive linemen for the Niners tried to pull that dude off and he just would not come off. So I think Trent Williams was just like, I'm done with this. I'm going to just take matters into my own hands. And he just threw him. Um, WWE nobody, style. It was crazy. Yeah. Nobody wanted to see Trent one-on-one, bro. I know. Nobody wanted to. And we've known he's had a history of, you know, getting into it with a lot of, a lot of different players um, in his days. But I thought something that was really weird that we probably should keep an eye on the Eagles in the second half, I don't know, they were running the ball in the red zone with Jalen Hurts, and he took a pretty big lick, and he did look like he had to stay on the ground for a little bit. And he got up, and it was he took a kind of a ginger walk back into the huddle, and they ran it with him three straight times after that. We already know he has a messed up shoulder, and he did land on that shoulder on the big hit. So I just don't know what you're doing in that situation. Why are you running your quarterback five times in a row in the red zone? Hey, man, that's Nick Sirianni, coach of the year, bro. Yeah, that's uh, Mr. Genius who has, you know, the most stacked roster. Um, I don't know what he does besides yell. 
um, on the sideline. But uh, we'll see um, in a matchup against Andy Reid um, that we'll talk about next week, the Super Bowl predictions. But, yeah, I mean, I guess give credit to the Eagles. They beat whoever was in front of them. But this is a different machine coming up, and this is a completely different quarterback than what they've played so far throughout this entire season and this playoff run. So it's going to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, say- like, they balled out. Um, Got to give them credit. I want to say I think the NFC right now is just probably the weakest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. On. I, I don't see a team – that can match up with the Eagles. I mean, the Giants are up and coming. The Cowboys, obviously, we see they just can't – I mean, they can't get it done in big moments. They have a good roster, but the quarterback is just an issue. Um, then you have, you know, the Vikings of the world who are very limited on defense. Uh, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who just lost Tom Brady. South, whoever comes out of that is going to – is in the wide-open division as well. So I just don't know. If some – I mean, at the moment – if we're running back the same exact teams next year, I think the Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. I just don't see a team really competing with them. We got to see what we have from Trey Lance. But other than that, I mean, the NFC is just probably the weakest it's ever been, honestly. Um, and I think the AFC have all the powerhouse teams. Um, yeah, moving on now to the AFC Championship game. We have Joe Burrow, who has been Patrick Mahomes three times. Patrick Mahomes on one leg. One leg, Trey, you don't, you don't need to deny it, bro. You saw how gimpy he was after a few hits. Um, they're heading into Burrowhead Stadium, bro. The Bengals did a lot of talking for this. Yeah, a lot of talk. talking. I've never seen a team so confident against, beat, against playing. I've never seen that many people talking trash to Tom Brady, bro. They wanted to test Patrick Mahomes out. I don't know why. Talking about Burrowhead Stadium, uh, Cincinnati mayor talking about we need to take a paternity test. Um, to see if Joe Burrow is Mahomes' father. Like, what? Why are you talking yeah. like this? Wild. Why are you talking like this against Mahomes? That's literally bulletin board material for already um, a seasoned veteran coach in Andy Reid, um, the best tight end in the league, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL right now. That's the last thing you want to do, bro. Give any of these players more motivation to go out and beat you. And that's exactly what the Bengals did. Um Smoking cigars in the in the Buffalo locker room after winning a divisional round game, like it just makes no sense to me at all. Um, the Bengals got very overconfident very quickly. You know, they kind of seem like the Memphis Grizzlies of the NFL. Like I said last year, they were the Memphis Grizzlies. They sh- they're a very young team, and um, they I mean they did beat Mahomes three times in a row, so they were very confident in this game coming into it, and. Um, from the start, it felt like it was going to be a blowout because the Chiefs were absolutely dominating, especially Chris Jones and Frank Clark. I mean, they were getting them up to Burrow. I, I think on the first yeah, nine, three sacks, three or three four sacks. sacks, three sacks. Chris Jones gets his first playoff sack ever. Um, we knew this was a key in the game. We needed the Chiefs, or me and Kenny knew that the Chiefs defensive line would have to get to Joe Burrow if they wanted to win this game, and that's exactly what happened. Um, the front, the I mean, the Cincinnati offensive line was battered up, beat up pretty much uh, this whole season, and then they got better towards the end, but they got hurt again. And I was like, okay, Frank Clark, Chris Jones have to eat, and they did exactly what we expected them to. Um, I think it was what five sacks on the day, four sacks on the day. Yeah, five. It was five total sacks. Um, and then Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I can't say much about this guy. He's He's literally on the path to goat. 
I know Tom Brady just retired, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just, he is on another level. I don't know if Shrey will agree with me on this, but uh, he is different because dude was gimpy. Everybody, Shrey, you could say, oh, he was healthy. He's healthy. He walked off his press game or post game press conference, fine, whatever. No, he was gimpy, bro. I could tell. And then to make make things worse, uh, I think MVS goes down in the game, right? Juju. Juju goes down. Um, Kadarius, Tony, and then later, yeah, the Goes down. So this man, Patrick Mahomes, is stuck with, what, Sky Moore, and I don't know even the other receiver's name, bro. But he has MVS Kelsey. And Kemp, Marcus Kemp. Yeah, MVS, who uh, Aaron Rodgers couldn't take to the Super Bowl. But, you know, that's besides the point. Uh, Travis Kelsey on a hurt back. Mahomes on one leg. So no receivers. And then, you know, Mahomes does what he does. I think the first touchdown he threw was, what, a fourth? And was it a fourth down? Yeah, to Kelsey. Fourth down, Travis Kelsey right in the middle. Beautiful. And then the third and ten play to MVS. I mean, I can't say much about this guy, bro. He's just so cracked when the – when you need him most, bro, he's going to get the job done. That's what you see from GOAT quarterbacks like Tom Brady. Um, I mean, he's just absolutely – he played spectacular. Um, but uh, that last play, that fourth and one, or that was a third and four, he scrambles out, gets the first down, gets pushed out of bounds. It was a late hit. All these Bengal fans are complaining. Oh, the ref, the refs rigged it from Mahomes, all this, bro. I do not care, bro. You guys lost the game. Joe Burrow, you could blame Joe Burrow for those two interceptions. He didn't need to throw those. Um, yeah, they had two drives as well in the fourth yeah. quarter and just stalled out. It wasn't like it wasn't like the Chiefs made a miraculous comeback. It was a 2020 ball game, and I think both teams went three and out, maybe once or twice, and then Mahomes got the ball um, with the last or with the least amount of time left. Drove the ball, oh, great kickoff or great punt return by Sky Moore. And then Mahomes did the rest with his legs, with his one leg. Um, Harrison Buckner nails that 45-yard field goal, and that's the game. I got to say, you know, I was saying uh, in the game, I said if Joe Burrow wins this, he better than Peyton Manning. And I still think that, honestly. I, I really do. I really do think, I do think Joe Burrow is better than Peyton Manning all the time. Um, I think he didn't play a particularly good game, but I can't blame him because the defensive line was literally in his face every single time. But Joe Burrow never gives up, bro. Like, this man was down 13-0 at Arrowhead, and he came back. So I, I can't um, – and he wasn't talking either throughout the whole week. So I got hella respect for Joe Burrow. But Patrick Mahomes is simply just the better quarterback. And um, they, those two right there are the best two quarterbacks in the league, I, I believe. Um, you can take Josh Allen out of this equation now because I don't think Josh Allen would come in the arrowhead and beat Mahomes like that. So, yeah, that's why I got to say congrats to the Chiefs, Mahomes. Fifth straight AFC Championship appearance. Third Super Bowl appearance. Three more than Aaron Rodgers. Three more than Josh – or, yeah, no, two more than Aaron Rodgers. Three more – and Josh Allen, this is just great, but it's just great. It's like, straight. what do you have to say now? Like, what are you, what are you gonna say? How does this meat taste? I haven't, I haven't tried it. So. <laughs> yo, how's Josh Allen's meat taste, bro? Apparently, Shrey was, bro. Shrey halfway through the game was like, yo, bro, got this, bro, got this, bro. Like, come on now. Just, I didn't just hop, say that. Just hop on the my home, just hop on the Mahomes bandwagon, bro. We still accept you. Of course, I'm on it. I need him to beat the Eagles, bro. And then if he loses, Shrey's gonna be like, see. Josh Allen would have won this game. Okay, we'll see about that. But, yeah, um, 
like you guys said, that was quite a legendary performance by your boy Mahomes, bruh. There's nothing I could really say to dispute that. Every time he had the ball, man, I was scared. I can't lie. I was scared shitless. Um, you know, he, the first two drives, they easily could have gotten touchdowns. We saw, obviously, uh, MVS, or not MVS, Kadarius Tony dropped um, an easy touchdown, I'd say, um, on that first drive. Mahomes dropped it in the bucket, and he just dropped it. Um, the game could have been very different had he completed that pass because they had to settle for two field goals on those first two drives um, that kept it close. It clearly felt like the Chiefs were outplaying the Bengals. The D-line, I think I didn't realize how, just how big of a difference it would be with obviously better footing um, with, the, with no snow because um, I think the Bills pass rushers really struggled with not having the best footing and obviously the talent on the Chiefs end is much greater. And Frank Clark, I think he's third all time in playoff sacks. And then obviously Chris Jones is having a hellacious season, um, an all pro season. He's one of the best interior line, interior linemen in the league. And he showed it. He was an absolute menace <laughs> on Sunday, bro. Like he changed the game. He made huge plays and, um, I think it just goes to show how underrated he is because people talk about like Aaron Donald a lot and, you know, um, there's Jeffrey Simmons and there's Dexter Lawrence. There's a lot of good interior linemen, but he's up there with like, you know, among the best with like Aaron Donald. Um, but yeah, Mahomes, this dude, I got to give it up, man. There's nothing I can really say. There's nothing mm-hmm. I can really say to criticize him, bro. Where does he like, rank all time? Where does he rank all time? He's top three if he wins the Super Bowl. He's top three. He's top five right now for me, but he's top three if he wins the Super Bowl. Are you happy? No, I'm not. I, I expect top two. Top two? I don't. I can't put him over four and over. Even though I did yeah. see Mo, I did see Montana in the Super Bowl. He has 11 touchdowns and no interceptions. So uh, yeah. Yeah, bro. Like he's. I, he's I, like I, I was not alive for Montana. Neither of us were. But I saw his stats to like earlier this week, and I said, "Wow, this man Montana is actually cracked in the Super Bowl, bro." He has better yeah. than Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's never lost. So it's kind of hard for me to put Mahomes over him unless he wins, like, another one or two. Um, but, yeah, uh, he made the plays when he needed to. Fourth down, scrambling to his right, um, found Kelsey. They just have just the best chemistry out of any duo in the league um, now that Devontae and Rodgers are not together. Um, just amazing. And then – he made some really nice plays on the move that I did not expect him to be able to make. Um, I thought he would be. Did because you said his ankle was healthy. Yeah, but I thought they would game plan. You know, keep him in the pocket. Um, not really roll. Not really do any design rollouts, and they did a few of those. And um, obviously, he had that very weird turnover where he just fumbled the ball, but they were able to overcome it. Um, I thought Joe Burrow played well, but you know. He had a lot of pressure. Um, on, it felt like every play after the um, in the first quarter, especially, and then the fourth quarter they got to him again. Um, the first pick, I don't know what he saw there. The second one, I, it was just as good as a punt. But that first one, you can't let that happen. Um, we thought that since the Chiefs weren't able to convert off that, that would really like come back to haunt them at the end of the game. But obviously, it didn't. Um, and I felt like the Chiefs' defense really balled out when they needed to. 
Um, they doubled Chase and Higgins, and they weren't worried about Hurst or Trent Irwin um, after Boyd got hurt. And um, there wasn't really much uh, room for uh, much to with much that Joe Burrow could operate with um, with those two guys being double teamed. And those drives really stalled out at the end of the game when they needed them. And that punt, bro, what were they doing on that punt, bro? That was one of the worst punts given the situation. You punted in the middle of the field with no hang time. Um, I don't think there was a block in the back. And a lot of Cincinnati fans were saying it was a block in the back. I felt like it kind of flopped. Um, but once they got it in good field position, I had no doubt that, you know, Mahomes was about to convert and um, get them in position to make a field goal to go to the Super Bowl. And he did just that. That was his Jordan moment right there, that scramble. Um, that was his only game. Oh my God! I, it hates. It pains me to say that you guys are right. You guys were saying that the whole week, and you know he came through. I can't lie. Uh, that was a really, really great performance. I think they heard all the talk. The Bengals talked way too much, and there was this talk about, oh, like if Burrow wins, is he better than Mahomes? And I think he took that personally. I think the whole team took that Burrow had stuff personally, um, which was quite wild to say as well, considering what? he had only won once there. Why don't you save it for after the game? Why did you have to yeah. say it before? It just made no sense, bro. Yeah, like last year I can understand they were talking like it was their first time there. Like they went to the Super Bowl. This they were talking so much after winning in the divisional round. It was weird. And um, yeah, like it came back to haunt them, especially, uh, you know, Eli Apple, man. This man was talking so much. Um, and yeah, it was just not a good look. I know Burrow didn't talk. I know Higgins, Higgins and Chase didn't talk much, but um, obviously Apple and then, you know, Hilton said Burrowhead and they got caught on the mic'd up and obviously the mayor and they're just talking way too much. And You can't do that to a team that's won a Super Bowl before that have been there before and you're playing in their stadium, bro. It's not like they're coming to you. You're, you're still playing in their stadium, so you have to go through them and they talk so much and the Chiefs, the Chiefs, yeah, they, that was built in board with Teal for them, and they um, they let it be known after the game for sure. And um, yeah, I gotta give them all the credit. Um, no Tyreek this year. Um, he had no receivers um, on on Sunday, and um, no receivers. Off, yeah, yeah, nobody. Like after Juju, Juju like was non-existent. He had one catch, and then lost Tony who uh, after him he made a catch and then obviously McCole Hardman came back and got re-injured again so yeah just just an awesome awesome performance by Mahomes yeah it was very impressive um you know enough about Mahomes we will do our predictions next week but we got to talk about Tom Brady's retirement to wrap up I think he's done for good I uh, put out a video on Instagram. I really like the way he retired this time. Just straight to the point. Just recorded the video. He said, I already used my essay last year. Um, I'm going to retire right now. So he says his goodbyes. Kind of got emotional at the end of the at the video. Um, and this retirement at first, I texted Trey and I said, this one is not hitting the same as the first one. But after really thinking about it and everybody started talking about it, now I'm kind of like, dang, I'm going to miss that man Tom Brady next year. And it's just so sad knowing that Dak, one who ends his career, bro. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott ended his career, bro. I would rather have Brock Purdy end his career, but that's besides the point. Um, 
Tom Brady right now currently is the GOAT. Seven Super Bowls, seven and three in the Super Bowl. Um, Super Bowl appearances has so this year, so 22 years of just straight winning for Tom Brady, um, winning on two different teams. And I saw a graphic earlier that Nick Wright actually put out. And this insane, man's insane. In his first six years, matched Aikman's careers, like Aikman's entire career. Um, with like two, well, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, and around the same amount of division titles. And then you can go to his 2007 year, um, 2007 to 2013. He matched David Ritt too. And then to his recent career, where he goes 2014 to 2022, he matched Joe Montana's career. So he matched yeah. the number like three, probably top 10 quarterbacks of all time. I don't know about Aikman, but three of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and he did his, his own career. One career. Um, so the thing about Tom Brady, I don't know what he's going to be remembered as when we get older or when we're like 50 and 60. I don't know how the kids are going to remember Tom Brady. I feel like Tom Brady is going to look be looked at more of like a Bill Russell figure or a Bill figure, something that kids are going to look at and be like, this is just like impossible. No way. These he was probably against some plumbers and whatever. Like, however, we compare the Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell people, it's gonna be the same thing. I feel like, but the difference is, Tom Brady. He has a more, yeah, he's on HDTV, so you can go back and watch his YouTube videos and see how good he actually was. And then you're gonna have kids. That's why I think it's gonna be so hard for Mahomes to pass Brady as the goat. I think he needs to win at least five rings, break his passing record. Break his passing touchdowns record, um, break his wins record, and then we have a we have a conversation. But if Mahomes can't break any of the records and doesn't reach at least five Super Bowls, I don't know if we can have that discussion. Um, Tom Brady is is probably the, the the most undisputed goat in all the sports right now. I mean, there's debates on every sport, um, like the LeBron Jordan debate. I think right now Brady is just locked in for a very, very long time. I mean, he did this in 23 years. I, I Mah- Do you see Mahomes playing 23 years? He's gotten hurt a few times already. I don't know if you can make 20 years. It's going to be a long... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard. And it's he like, committed himself to play this long. Yeah, he lost... I mean, obviously, he lost his wife in a public, very public divorce um, because he was so dedicated to the game of football, which, I mean... It's kind of sad when you think about it, but he really gave everything he had to this game, which uh, you can only respect him for that. Tom Brady, for me, um, is the goat. I'm gonna miss that man playing every Sunday. It's gonna be a little, it's gonna be a little weird, because my entire life I have gone with seeing Tom Brady. So this is literally the first year ever. It's like I was. I remember my first memory of him was in kindergarten or first grade watching Tom Brady play. And now I'm graduated college and he just retired my first year of working a real job. And now this man, Tom Brady is retired, which is just, yeah. oh, but um, happy retirement, Tom Brady. I think he's going to go to Fox and maybe work the booth. I don't know. Really... Job. Oh, I can't wait to hear Kevin Burkhart interested in Tom Brady's like, Oh, this is exactly what happened now. So, uh, it's going to be a fun ride. Congrats to Tom Brady. Happy retirement, um, Mr. Goat. Yeah, man. Congrats to Brady on his retirement, bro. Um, yeah, it's going to be sad every Sunday not being able to watch him. 
Um, he's been a lot, or he's been playing as long as we've been watching football, long as as long as we remember watching football. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty sad when he's not suiting it up next year. Um, I think this is for good. Like he's already lost so much from the first retirement. I honestly think he came out of retirement just for spite because like Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington intercepted his retirement and um, he didn't get to do it on his own terms. I think that's why he came back, honestly, because I don't know what he saw in this Bucks team. He had nothing to prove. He kind of went out on top. Like he almost came back down um, a huge deficit against the Rams. And it was like some fluky missed defensive assignment that cost them the game. Clearly with no Arians coming back with, a new coaching or like a new kind of new coaching staff that hadn't been proven. Um, I don't see what he's, I don't like, I don't see what the football reasons were to come back. Um, But yeah, he wanted to play to 45 um, and he did that. And he's the first quarterback, I think to play um, that many years and play deep into his forties has an all time lead for completions, touchdowns, attempts, like all these records. He's the undisputed GOAT to me. It's going to take a lot for Mahomes to catch up, in my opinion, because he's 2 0 against Mahomes in the playoffs. I think this record, you're going to have to need, I mean, you need Mahomes to play at least 20 seasons. Because mm-hmm. the way where you can play 15 seasons and, and match Brady, even matching Drew Brees is going to be hard. But Tom Brady is like, I don't even know how many yards, he's like 9,000 yards above Drew Brees now. And it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, because he had the extra two years, and he had already passed him the year that Bree, or Breeze retired. So yeah, it's a he he has a long uphill to climb, and the fact that Brady's beaten him in the Super Bowl, beaten him in the playoffs and AFC, AFC Championship, that comes into play. But the fact that Brady has more Super Bowls than every other NFL franchise is insane. Like seven Super Bowls, the next. Highest to six by the Steelers. And the Patriots. Um, yeah, Steelers and the Patriots. Like, it's actually so wild, like, his accomplishments and stuff and all that he's brought to the game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see him in the booth. I don't know how it's going to end up. I feel like he's not going to be that great in the booth. I think he's going to go to Hollywood. You think he's going to – I mean, he already has 80 for Brady. came out today. Um, <laughs> he was at the red carpet a few days ago or at the premiere a few days ago. But yeah, I think there, yeah, I think there's maybe like a one percent chance he comes back next year. I think he'll still be in shape and stuff. Like there's a one percent chance he comes back, but I think he did it this time with intentions that he's done. Um, and he's moving on to a new chapter in his life. And I wish him the best because he gave us a lot of great memories. Um, so many football memories of mine are attached to Brady, like even like the helmet catch, like that was Brady's team that got, that it got done on um, the 28-3 comeback, obviously um, the, that Super Bowl against Seattle um, and Malcolm Butler, you know, Malcolm Butler pick. Um, what else? I mean, like the countless AFC Championship games, um, the the game-winning drives, like everything, man. Like he is like the epitome of greatness in a sport, and the fact that he lasted so long, it's all the credit to him. Yeah, I, I don't know if we will ever see an athlete, especially in the NFL, like Tom Brady. 23 years in the most brutal and violent sport that there is to play is absolutely impressive. And they'll only get hurt. One major injury, yeah. 
His durability is not talked about. Like, we should talk about Tom Brady's durability like we talk about LeBron's durability. Because this dude, I mean, like, he's not the most mobile quarterback. He takes hits for 23 seasons straight, and he's – his game yeah, – he, he was playing in an era that allowed you to hit, hit the quarterback, too. Like, he's crossed eras. Yeah. So and that we've, makes it even more impressive. Because you can't touch the quarterback anymore, basically. And for – we never saw really a decline from him until this year. Um, so I mean, to do it consistently great for that many years is just we saw what happened to Drew Brees at the end of his career, we saw what happened to Payne Manning at the end of his career. Never really did I see that decline from Tom Brady. Yeah, it wasn't like falling off a cliff, like someone loved to say on ESPN. Like, it, 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 it was pretty gradual, and like he still was second in the league, I think, in passing yards. So it wasn't like an egregious de- decline. Yeah, so. Shout out to Tom Brady. Um, I really hope he, him and Giselle can fix it, work it out. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, um, I doubt it. But, yeah, that's it's ended not the way we all wanted it to end for Tom Brady. Obviously, he should have retired after last season, but mm-hmm. it is it is pretty sad um, not being able to see him anymore. But that just leaves the Oh, it's not going to know. Um, yeah. And all yeah. that being said, thank you all for tuning in to this episode. We will see you next week where we're going to predict the Super Bowl. Um, yes, sir. Good thing. Super Bowl week's coming up. It's kind of sad. NFL season. Yeah. Yeah. It went by so fast. 22, 20 weeks. Just like that. Yeah, I know. Crazy, bro. It's going to be all NBA after. Yep. And with all that being said, We will see you on the next episode. Peace. Sir, peace.